Rebels Recap. Join the hosts of Brick City Blockade as they break down the animated universe of a galaxy far, far away. All right, Star Wars Rebels fans, we're back with another episode of Rebels Recap, breaking down episodes five and six, Star Wars Rebels, season four, The Occupation, and Flight of the Defender. This is Brian in the host chair. We've got a very similar crew to last week, but we've got Robin Vote on my left, and again, Scott Inch over on my right from very far across the pond. How's it going tonight, gentlemen? It's going really well, Brian. Very excited. After last week's discussion, we got a little bit of preview, of course, after that about what was coming around the corner, and I think these two episodes are going to be a lot of fun to talk about. And Scott, I I think there was some cool stuff that happened in these episodes, but I think I want to spend the bulk of our time here talking about what these questions are kind of going forward in here, because there's just so much that was added to the lore of of Star Wars, I feel like, in in particular, Flight of the Defender, it just kind of snuck up on you on the end of episode six here. So Scott, what do do you think about that? It was interesting. The Lone Wolves kind of intrigued me a bit. I want to kind of know more about that relationship and what they're about. So that, that's what we're going to probably see going forward over the next few episodes. I think that's what we're going to probably talk about at the end of this episode. So guys, let's kick it off. Episodes five and six, they both aired on October 30th, 2017. The Occupation was directed by Stuart Lee and Christopher Yost was the writer on that. And then Flight of the Defender... The director of that was Saul Ruiz, and the writers were Stephen Melching and Mr. Dave Filoni. So guys, you know, overall, again, we're just going to talk about some of the highlights and what our questions are. We're not going to give a full breakdown of the episode. The occupation, Ezra and the ghost crew return to Lothal, but find that the Imperial occupation has taken a much darker turn. And Flight of the Defender, obviously we're talking about the TIE Defender, but the Rebels look to secure intel on a deadly new Imperial fighter prototype so guys just overall maybe just overall what's our initial thoughts of the episode before we kind of dig into what our some of our favorite moments are robin what do you think you know the occupation when i first saw it it was one of those episodes where i was like all right we were told that there wasn't going to be any filler happening this season and i got a little bit worried because we started seeing chopper talking about the outfits that they were wearing and stuff and we got a little bit of an of a, and i like comedic tone in star wars rebels but we got it very early and i was like oh what you know what direction is this going to go down but by the time we got really into the story and we started getting into rider and then we saw ezra and sabine go off and everything there was just so much happening and there was a lot of just of but what has changed on lothal from when we last left there, I think that there's a lot there that we were able to explore within that. And I have to admit, I really enjoyed it. Surprisingly, I, I know where you're going there, Robin, with that dreaded F word, the the filler word that we oh. try to avoid. But I, I thought this episode, it was kind of funny. Obviously, when they initially probably did this episode, they thought it would be kind of neat to tie in the Halloween theme with the different outfits and stuff. But Scott, it got us back to Lothal and last time out you were one to kind of point out that it was neat that we got to see Yavin 4 but we're we're going back home basically for yeah. for these rebels and and what did you think about how different the planet is now just seeing Ezra's reaction to the planet and it's and he's how upset and devastated that how the empire's completely destroyed basically what his whole planet is um set it down on fire and just 
the curfews and places you used to go has now been taken over by the Empire. It's just, it was heartbreaking to see the fall we saw in season one to the fall we now see season four where it's just completely different and occupied and just depressing looking. Rob, in this, the occupation, well, I guess we'll talk about this one a little bit more. It saw the return of some season one returnees. We had Visago. We had oh. the Puffer Pigs, which added a little <laughs> bit more humor to that. And I know they, the Puffer Pigs kind of have a cult following amongst Star Wars Rebels fans. Right. We had Baron Valen Rudor, mm. who's now the owner of that bar. And I had to think back really hard of like, where have we seen this guy before? And he, he kind of popped up a little bit in season one as a, as a TIE fighter pilot. But this, it, I feel like there was a lot of, not necessarily loose ends, Robin, that were tied up with this one, but I feel like it had a lot of different Easter eggs for us. Again, we probably talked about that last time out. Just feel like I had a little bit of deja vu, but I feel like they're kind of tying up loose ends as they kind of go along. And we unfortunately found out the untimely end of some of Ezra's friends that were on Lothal. And just, Robin, that the like the footprint that the Empire's putting down now, it's it's like Scott said, it's not the same place. You just said it beautifully, Brian, that, of course, this being the last season of Rebels and our return to Lethal was pretty much scripted heading into this season. It made a lot of sense for them to say, yeah, let's inject some of these characters that we've discussed in the past. I love it when there's the mention, the name drop of Lando Calrissian once again and the Puffer Pigs and everything. And I thought that was really cool because, again, that's that connection that we've been talking about with what we know in the Star Wars universe, characters that we are familiar with. So it's great to see them try to tie up those loose ends, as you say, Brian, bring it back in through the occupation, and then, of course, move into the second episode and try to continue that path, every episode moving its way forward towards the end. So, Scott, let, I know we're kind of talking about both of these episodes, but let's just kind of combine them together because it was really kind of, it was the start of a, a two-episode arc that I think is going to go even into the next two episodes this week. And then after that, I think we're going to get a little, we've been a little spoiled, guys, with two episodes per week. Oh. I think two weeks from now, we're only going to get one. And then I think we're on a little bit of a break for pretty much the entire month of December and I think most of January. So how are we going to get our Star Wars fix, guys? Oh, yeah, there's a little indie <laughs> film coming out called The Last Jedi. So, Scott, we're, t we're talking about favorite moments either one of these two episodes, what was like either something you found just particularly funny? I, I have a feeling I tenant I have a tendency to focus on the, the humor side, as Robin said a little bit there, but just anything in general that you just really enjoyed about either episode. I enjoyed Sabine and Ezra trying to steal the TIE Defender. Mm -hmm. They're all over the place. Like Ezra's jumping from crates to crates to crates, <laughs> and every Stormtrooper's getting killed off. <laughs> Halfway through it, and just see Thrawn once again just standing there. <laughs> look at him. It's just he's like, like, What are you? What kind of strategy is this? <laughs> yeah, he, he just doesn't. He's like, ah, Here we go again. Kind of feel that he's got it's that kind of thing where Thrawn's just kind of not taking any action. He's just letting everybody else do the work. Yeah, that was great. Actually, kind of my favorite moment kind of dovetails off that a little bit. But Robin, what about you? What are you? What did you enjoy the most out of these two two episodes? I have to bring it right back to the uh, Loth Wolf and everything and the connection. I know I've always talked about it here on the network, the whole connection to the natural world and how Filoni is the genius. Obviously, we know the wolf is the symbol of Filoni, so it kind of makes sense that 
if he's helping to direct that last episode that he molds that into the plot line there. So I think the Loth Wolf and the natural connection and Ezra still being able to communicate with the natural world is tells so much about that character. And Brian, you being the big Ezra fan, I can totally understand now. This is what really makes Ezra so special is that his sense of the force takes on so many different dimensions. I feel more than Kanan Jarrus himself. That's what I really enjoyed. Let's put that, I'll give my rebuttal to that or response to that on hold just temporarily because I think that's what we'll probably spend the rest of the show on, Robin. So thanks for kicking us off there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the humorous side of things. And, and right before Scott's favorite moment happened, the two stormtroopers that are guarding the TIE Defender who happen to be voiced by both Stephen Bloom and Mr. Dave Filoni himself, they both didn't even try to hide the fact that that was their voices. <laughs> and and the and the loth cats that they basically just jump out of nowhere and just start attacking him in the face. And then it becomes both of their personal missions to track them down, not <laughs> not to you know not to protect the the most important <laughs> prototype that's in the empire. Who, if you listened or excuse me, not listened, if you watched the rebels recon episode and they were talking about it and they kind of in, in jest were kind of talking about what if the empire had invested all their technology into the tie defenders versus the death star would they have crushed the rebellion <laughs> and a couple of the guys were like yeah it wouldn't have been a wouldn't have been a, a chance the rebels had but i just love the little humor that the lothcats added and it mm-hmm. as much as there's so much levity to this season and there's a there's going to be a huge payoff i feel like for star wars rebels fans that we still can interject humor into star wars and i feel like it's always been a very important part of any star wars film even going back to the original trilogy there was always humor mixed in and and i think that it's great that whether you're going to categorize this as a children's show or a show for any and all Star Wars fans, which I feel like it is, it's just, it's nice to get that humor and you, it's nice to get a chuckle. We're spending our time watching this. Yeah. I mean, you're, you hit the nail on the head with that, Brian. The, the humor is what also in those darker times in this show does a really good job of bringing us back and saying, yeah, you know what? The universe isn't always this way in Star Wars. There's always those comedic tones there always, there's always somebody trying to get on somebody else about something too. And I just like, I'm so glad you chose that moment because now that I think about it, that, that was probably one of the, one of my favorite moments off to the side, just because of what happened and just the interaction between this two stormtroopers. So guys, I think I don't want to speak for both of you, but I feel like the biggest question I've got going forward is a little bit of what Kanan was talking to Hera and, and not to Hera, to, to Ezra about what does Lothal mean? And I think there's this undertone of part of Robin, a little bit of what you said and Scott, a little bit of what you said is it almost feels like the force is converging all of these rebels and everything on Lothal for some reason. And whether it's the Loth Wolf or the Loth Cats or just whatever it is at this point, I feel like I think my biggest question going forward, and I'll lead this off and I, you don't want to speak for both of you, but what does the Loth Wolf mean? And Scott, I want to throw this to you first. You being the biggest, well, not the biggest. I'm, I'm a pretty big Kanan fan as well. But what does it mean, Scott, that you had to have the subtitles on? He didn't say, the Loth Wolf didn't say Doom as in D O O M. It was Doom as in D U M E, Caleb Doom. 
what oh i can't what does that even mean i just i've been trying to figure this out for most of this week and i i haven't come up with anything oh i don't know oh that's a good one because i never clicked that when i heard doom i just thought a doom doom like d-o-o-m and it's like if caleb kid is actually original name Oh, that's a tricky one, that one. I didn't mean to, uh, sorry about that. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. So maybe Robin, I'll go over to you first. Yeah. But yeah, de- definitely on the subtitles, it was D-U-M-E. And the only D-U-M-E I know in Doom and in the Star Wars universe, Robin, is is Caleb Doom. And we got oh. to know Caleb Doom in the Kanan comic, which I think we'd all agree was one of the best things Marvel has done. Yeah. But Robin, what, what do you think? I just, I'm still geeking out about this. All right. You know, that's one of the things everybody knows here at the podcast network is that when you start proposing things about what Loth Wolves are saying and stuff, my brain is churning on the other side and it's starting to stink up the room in here. So what I'm, I'm thinking in my head, if the Loth Wolf did say Doom as in Caleb Doom, my mind starts to go to, well, who did Kanan last speak to in this case? That was the Ben Du. So whether there's a connection between the Loth Wolf and the Ben Du in some way, there's this force connection that now he is still watching over Kanan and his journey that he's going through. That's where mind mind goes to when theorizing. However, that we don't have anything to prove that just yet. The fun part about this, Robin and Scott, is this is all pure speculation at this point. I mean, it's whatever we want our theories to be. I mean, Scott, is is it possible that it could be his former master? Possibly we can't maybe her consciousness has been Placed into a wolf wolf. That's possible. I mean, to go back to the comic, she was taken out pretty quickly by the storm clone troopers in the Clone Wars. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, everybody theorised that Ahsoka became the wolf wolf, but obviously Filoni debunked that. But it is possible. Anything is possible in the Star Wars universe. Oh. But Robin, I think you're onto something about kind of the the natural world of the Force and. They also mentioned it also, and I don't want to steal their their thunder because on Rebels Recon, they also mentioned this too where, and you've already made the point, Robin, that maybe the Lothwolf has some connection to the Bendu because they actually, we all know that Dave Filoni loves wolves. And, you know, he was even leading up to the season, he's like, follow the white Loth cat. And we saw it show up here, but the wolf is something that else could be good and bad depending on it's a very majestic animal but then also it's something that's very ferocious and it's like you mentioned robin that ezra felt that connection and and ease and obviously who knows if anybody else could communicate with it other than than ezra but we do know that it was real it happened i mean he helped the lothwolf gut them away from all those imperial like transport things trying to track them down and and kevin kiner just did awesome with the soundtrack on that one i mean again that was just right up there and maybe his top 10 tracks that he's come up with i felt like was is right there and i can't wait i'm still waiting for his season three soundtrack stuff to come out but i think that one's gonna be right there i just really enjoyed that one yeah i mean the music of star wars rebels has just been absolutely wonderful of course coming off of rogue one i was like wow what else can they do after michael giacchino and obviously kevin kiner's done such a good job of just keeping that soundtrack rolling but quickly brian just going back to the loath wolf idea and everything because i think we've all touched upon this very well and i think that when we're talking about 
this the spirit of the wolf is, is a guidance in the native american culture and we know feloni really looks into the native american culture for influences george lucas looked into history for influences so if this wolf is seen as this guiding light for ezra it's i'm really going to be fascinated to see what's going to happen there oh it's just like there's so much now like i feel like i have even more questions now scott than i did before <laughs> you've got me thinking about the whole caleb dindo i'm really really convinced on that one a wee bit so I, th- I think Scott, the thing that got me, and, and I guess where I'm at, and I guess I, you know, again, I feel horrible. There's kind of springing this on you. You know, we have our little Facebook group chats, and we all kind of talk about it. But we're we're like, okay, nobody can talk about it till everybody's seen it. And I just forgot to even bring that up this week. But to me, I feel like if they are mentioning Kanan, uh, I'm, I'm even mixing the names together, guys. If they're referring to his his original name it's either somebody that knows him as that or that's who he's always meant to be and i just i wonder if that's gonna be some if it's like not like a red herring but something that's gonna put a put a bow on on kanan's arc or, or character arc at some point before the end and we've all speculated like what's gonna happen to all these characters and maybe that's one way to kind of circle it back around to the beginning and then the beginning and the end kind of converge there. And I just, I don't know, guys. I, I, I don't have any answers. I don't think any of us do. But, man, it's fun to speculate. I think he'll turn, lead it back. We can't even said it himself in the episode that all paths are converging here on the soul. And if you go back to reading New Dawn, he used Kanan that name. But Caleb was mentioned, his original name was mentioned that book as well. Yeah, I think it's something's all leading to Kanan's. Caleb's destiny, his where he's been heading all this time. Guys, oh, it's just I'm so amped up. I'm so glad to be talking oh. to you guys about it, just because I feel like it just prompts more questions, and it, it's just great that we have this this forum to talk about it and to gauge our listeners. and And please, if you've got any theories or, or what do you, you know, everybody that's listening, share your thoughts about what the Loth Loth Wolf, because I can speak English. You know, what What does it all mean? I don't know, guys. I, I think that, I think we need to kind of just put a, put a bow on our conversation here oh, this week. Yeah. Let's get some more. It looks like, it looks like in episode seven and eight here, we're going to get a little bit more. It looks like we're going to get the wolves again. And I just, we'll probably have more questions, but hopefully we get a couple answers. So guys, I think it's about that time of the show. Robin, I think it's plug time. Plug time, plug time, plug time, plug time. Awesome. Awesome. Where can the good people find you on social media, Robin? People can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Please make sure to head on over to my Instagram where you can check out El Zorro Ren from this past Halloween over there at Miss at the official vote. Please make sure to head on over to Facebook. Send me that friend request. Scott? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Scott Inch or on Twitter at Scott with no Halloween costume. and you can find me on twitter and instagram at jedi scavenger sw head on over to brickcityblockade.com head over to itunes head over to google play head over to soundcloud check out our podcast network if you like rebels recap we got more shows that you can dig your teeth into and just trying to spread that positive message that we've got there out in the star wars universe if you really enjoy the show we'd appreciate you sharing the episodes on social media rating commenting, reviewing, whatever you can do. We certainly appreciate it. 
So, as we always close out every show, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.